Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for downloading Sunranto's pre-posterous show. It's our pre- and post-game from yesterday. Uh, you can hear what we thought was going to happen. And you can hear what happened after the game. So um, I just wanted to give you a quick message because this show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. They help pay the bills around here. And you can subscribe, too, um, for early and ad-free access to the audio version of this show. Obviously, we go live and on uh, YouTube and Facebook, on Crawley's Clubhouse and the Sun Ranto page. But if you prefer listening to it in uh, podcast form, well, you can do it early uh, through patreon.com slash sunranto and also ad-free. So you won't have to hear the ads that are embedded within this particular production about, um, you know, Manscaped and betonline.ag. Those are our sponsors for this version of the show. But you don't have to hear that. Just subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto. It's very easy. It's a dollar a month. Uh, won't you join us? Preview. Cups preview. Cups preview. Cups preview. From the Sunranto Show. Fergie Jenkins, you're listening to Sean Randall, the 69th Beth Cup Podcast. Oh, we made it. Final series of the year. Uh, we got Crawley. He's out. Where are you? You're at a Culver's in Wisconsin, you were telling us. What's going on at Culver's right now? Well, I made a mistake. I thought that they were playing in Milwaukee, so I'd always make it my life's mission to head up to uh Milwaukee to heckle Ryan Braun, and now I just found out they're in St. Louis, so I stopped at Culver's. Oh, <laughs> might as well get get yourself a butter burger, man. And uh, Michael Michael Cotton, you seem to be at a cartoon baseball field. Yeah, that's my that's my John Holiday. Uh, remember back in the eighties, early nineties, this dude John Holiday would do every stadium out there and it was just pictures of crazy things. There's always like a Mickey mouse in there and like, uh, Kermit the frog and miss piggy, but you'd look through it just to find, you know, different characters, but he did them for like every stadium. And I have a, I have a Cubs one. So thought I, I, got, cool. I got the Cubs one too. I got that. My, we just cleaned out my parents' house like a year or two ago when they moved and we still had it. Oh, nice. We have one that is an Iowa Hawkeye basketball one, and uh, my wife is in the picture. So, guys, it is official now. The Chicago Cubs magic number has dropped to two. Two. We could clinch tonight. And uh, so, yeah, let's let's take a look at the standings real quick, shall we? 
All right. The Cubs are in first place. Uh, they're hanging on by a small thread, but St. Louis is doing us a favor by losing today. Uh, you know, Cincinnati still has a chance there, but they'd have to win out and the Cubs would have to lose out in order to even tie. And, uh, you know, Milwaukee, they're, they're still kind of in it. Uh, they could still kind of get that second wild card uh, if they keep winning and beating, beating the, uh, the, the hated Cardinals. Because if you look at the seedings here, Right now, uh, you've got uh, the, Card- the Cardinals are the fifth seed, although this is now, they're, they're now 28 and 27 now. So this uh, is quite a little bit different than this. So they've dropped maybe in this uh, standings, and the Milwaukee's now 28 and 29, which so is Philadelphia as we speak. Uh, San Francisco rounds out the bottom, and you've got Cincinnati in that second spot right now um, with, with St. Louis being in second place. So I think it, some of the seedings at the bottom end of this, they could change over the next couple of days. Dodgers, uh, Braves, and then the Cubs, I think we're stuck with the third seed. And from what it looks like, we don't know who we're going to play. <laughs> because yeah. it's like, it could be Miami, it could be St. Louis, it could be Cincinnati. I mean, uh, the only team I know it won't be is uh, probably San Francisco. Charlie, they're coming for you. Charlie, hit the hit the mute button, bud. <laughs> Jesus I, I, Christ, that was killing me. They know I'm. They know I'm here, guys. They, they Ryan Braun knows I'm here. They, they, they sent somebody after after you. Um, so, and I thought because we were playing the White Sox, that it'd be interesting to to uh, look at the AL seedings right now because. Hey, the Sox had a crappy week. They're now in second place, but they're t- on top of the second. I don't even know what you call it. The second division teams or whatever. They're on top of that. And, uh, they're, so they're fourth seed right now. And Cleveland, who just got, uh, done, uh, beating them this week, sweeping them, sweeping them are in the seventh seed now. Uh, and it looks like the AL is pretty set because you look at who's ninth in this situation and it is uh the angels joe madden's angels five games under 500 and crawley just so you know i i, I muted you because of the motorcycle going by too <laughs> yeah so wisconsin exactly so, yeah i was looking at the i was on twitter today and i saw white Sox talk on twitter nbc's thing it says uh the AL Central will be decided this weekend, but the White Sox' biggest task in the Crosstown Series versus the Cubs is playing three games that completely erase the taste of the last week and avoiding limping into the playoffs. And, and the, my response was literally just switch White Sox with Cubs and make AL Central, NL Central. It is the yeah. – they're in the exact same situation oh, coming yeah. into this uh, series. Yeah. So weird. Uh, you know, here's the thing that it does, you know, look, I feel so much, you know, just a little bit of relief that the Cardinals lost. It's just now they're giving you a little bit of wiggle room. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. now it's two games, okay? And once you start counting that down and you get past that wiggle room, you feel just a little bit better. But the, like I was saying, the, the White Sox had a tough series and they, they blew a couple games. Their bullpen did. Some of their bullpen arms were injured. Uh, Ricky Renteria, you know, he's never been known as a bullpen tech bullpen tactician. He puts Carlos Rodon in a super dangerous situation out of the bullpen, which he hasn't pitched in for the first time in like a month, and he got blew, blown up last night. So, you know, they're kind of in a weird situation, but they played a really tough team in 
uh, Cleveland with some pretty good pitching. You know, what has me nervous still is just how poorly the Cubs played against poor pitching. And so uh, all the season ticket holders today, there was a forum, uh, and this was at about noon today that we were just kind of listening. And and Theo and uh, Theo Epstein talked about it. He was pretty candid, as Theo is, uh, just about the, the hitting and the offense and how poor it's been all year, you know. Uh, the starting pitching has been pretty darn good. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of the hitting. Danny, I think there's a graphic, a game note on that about uh, – you know, when they win versus when they lose. Is it this one? Uh, the Chicago, the five-game winning streak? No, that's, it's a different one, right? Yeah, the other one. It's this this one. Yeah, it, uh, let me read this real quick. The Cubs have scored two or fewer runs in each of their last seven setbacks and have scored three or fewer runs in each of their last 11 losses dating back to September 3rd. All told, Chicago has hit 251 with an average of 5.5 runs per game, 177 uh, total, and it's 32 victories, um, uh, pitching to a 2.04 ERA. In the 25 losses, the club has hit 177. Uh, they, uh, well, averaging wow. 2.5 runs per game, a total of 63, and have an ERA of six and a half. So, yeah, I mean, so no-brainer. If you don't score and your pitching sucks, you're going to lose the game. And if your pitching's really good and you score five or six runs, you might you're probably going to win. You know, you know. I mean, that's the most obvious crap I've ever read in my life. But at the same time, it just goes to show you that it's not a situation of it being, uh, you know, just one thing. Right. I'm so, more interested in seeing how often the pitching was great. And the offense still sucked balls. Like, well, we saw that this week with John Lester. Uh, the last couple times Lester pitches that, and uh, Kyle Hendricks won the one game against Minnesota by a hair, one zip, and then he got screwed over. Pitched a pretty good game the other night, and he got even though he got ambushed with those two dogs in the beginning. But like, really, he pitched great. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't that bad. And then, uh, but yeah, it took took the L anyway from the the, the lowly. Uh, um, uh, what the hell we just play? Oh, the, the pirates. pirates! Yeah, yeah. They lost that game in the first inning, one, two to one on three homers. That was the worst. Like nothing else happened in that game. Yeah, it was brutal. Uh, so let's look at a couple of other game notes here. I'm going to put that one back up that uh, put up at first. Is that Chicago has dropped three straight games and five of their last six, which we know. They had a five-game winning streak right before that. Remember the Alec Mills, you know, the, the uh, no-hitter? Yeah, remember how good life was then? Rem- remember how much it felt like when they destroyed the Pirates a few years ago and then went on a shit streak? The wait is finally over. Football's back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team and player coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. Yeah, exactly. We're like, oh, we're going to march into the playoffs, you know. 
And uh, in their last 16 games, uh, they've gone 13 and 11. That's uh, and or they've gone 13 and 11 since August 30th, and uh, that's after starting the season 13 and three. They are 19 and 22 in their last 41. So it's like you know this is basically uh, under 500 team. You know since that hot start, but I think that you yeah. can look at their re- that record and deduce that. Uh, tonight we got the White uh, Sox, uh, but first let's talk about Anthony Rizzo because his uh, double yesterday was his 505th extra base hit for the Cubs. That's good for 12th most in the franchise history. Uh, Aramis Ramirez is on the list with 509, and he's 11th. So uh, let's see if he can um, pass him tonight with five extra base hits. I think it can be done. Oh, yeah. Is it- and right? Sorry, but I, I, I muted you because uh, Wisconsin's a loud place somehow. I, I unmuted you now, though. Thank you. Um, yeah, I got. I'm back in the car. Uh, they were ordering some butter burger here, but yeah, you know, it's. Um, you know, I always say I was looking if you could put the all-time leader list for extra base hits, Danny. Uh, it's it's interesting what the season. If this would have been a normal season, when when you talk about the Cubs greats and where they all rank up there. You keep seeing Rizzo climbing all of these lists. So, you know, and the other thing, you know, just looking at these lists is just seeing how much Aramis Ramirez pops up and how, like, I think forgotten he is, you know, as a Cub. He played for a lot of other teams, you know, uh, besides the Cubs. played for Pittsburgh and he played for Milwaukee for a spell and stuff like that. But, you know, if, if Rizzo would have had a normal season, when you talk about home runs, when you talk about extra base hits, he could have easily been in the top 10 after this season. So yeah, he could, he could have passed uh, Phil Cavaretta who's at 532. I've got the graphic up right now. And then, you know, then you're, you're moving into Mark Grace, Gabby Hartnett, Cap Anson. Like, yeah, we're talking all time Cub. And I think that Rizzo's kind of obviously by, by pocketing the final out of the world series kind of cemented himself in Cubs lore right then in that moment. But uh, you know, it, it is, it is true, man. I think that he's one of those dudes that, Hey, if you're going to say which guy of any of the core, if you can only pick one, I'm going Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. A, he, a, at first base, you know, you could, you got a little more longevity over at that position. Yeah, and what you were talking about there, the the guys. So, Aramis Ramirez is the last guy that he needs to pass before he hits those, like, guys who they're – major, if not entire, part of their careers were with the Cubs, right? Aramis Ramirez played, you know, Pirates and then the Cubs, and then, you know, he was around a little bit. So they didn't get him for his whole career. But then you get into the J- Phil Cabaretas, the Jimmy Ryan. Grace had a couple of years, at you know, after the Cubs. But these guys have all been uh, basically are known as Cubs not so much anybody else. Now, this is all-time extra base hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, where the hell's Ernie Banks on this list? He's number one. Yeah, he, oh, you just I can't see it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. goes up to two, which is Billy Williams, and then there's yeah. Ernie Banks. Yeah, I'm like, did they forget about Mr. Cub? No, 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 no. And here's the, here's the home run list. You know, you've got Sammy Sosa with the most at 545, and then Ernie Banks at number two. And then, I mean, I don't think Rizzo's going to get into this, but he probably – yeah, I think he maybe gets towards Ramirez this year. Right. He, can, he can catch more. up. Yeah, if they had a full season, he would have caught uh, Ramirez this year. Um, and he's got at least one more year on his contract, right? So he'll catch Correct. him next year. He'll catch him next year. And then he'll be going after Ryan Sandberg 
you know, and that's that's when you're in rarefied air when you're hitting a guy like Sandberg. So the yeah, pitching absolutely. matchup tonight's an interesting one, yeah? Yeah, let's take a look at it. We got uh, you, Darvish, and uh, he's, he was pretty good last time. I'll put up his stats in a moment, but he walked – he struck out nine, walked only one. He only lasted six innings last Sunday, but he did allow uh, four runs in that loss to the Twins. Uh, he's got a, a three-and-a-half ERA with 36 strikeouts and five walks in uh, four September outings. So I think you can kind of kiss that uh, Cy Young situation goodbye for him at this point because it, 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 he's, he's still great, but like I think that last uh, uh, outing probably solidified it. And then Dylan Cease, ex-Cub, uh, farmhand and never pitched a game for us, but uh, it, you know, we got Quintana for him. Hurrah! He's got a three and a half ERA and 39 strikeouts on the season. Uh, he was terrible uh, last time he went out there in Sunday's loss to the Reds. He ended up uh, getting pulled in the fourth and he walked seven. And uh, Dylan Cease also lost a game to you, Darvish, the Cubs' sole, sole win at uh at uh, uh, Wrigley Field earlier this this year. So um, let's take a look at some of the um, Darvish's games, last uh, his last few games. Yeah, he's given up a few runs, four, three, three. They're, they're getting hits on him. He's given, nine, given up nine hits in his last uh, two outings to Cleveland and Minnesota. So, you know, and, but look at what he did against the White Sox. Seven innings, six hits, one run. 10 strikeouts. So let's hope for something like that again. I mean, he's identified the problem. He talked about it last time that the splitter has been kind of not really splitting, so to speak. Splitting, so, yeah. so he's kind of been having some trouble with that pitch, and that pitch has really been a devastating pitch for him throughout this season so far. Yeah, so. drops off the table, yeah. Well, then maybe just go to one of the other 12 pitches that he has and don't even fucking worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> throw, him the, throw, him the, throw him the moon ball. Yeah, uh, the Ephus. <laughs> yeah, so, I wish he had an Ephus. So uh, we'll look at the Sox lineup in, in a second. But Edwin Encarnacion and James McCann happen to do quite well off of him. Uh, it, you know, they've they've got a uh, Encarnacion has quite a few at bats. He's got two home runs off of him, batting three eighteen, OPS over a thousand. James McCann hasn't seen him, but only eight times. But he's connected for a home run. Abreu is uh, three for six with two dongs off of him. So we don't want to see that. Uh, one, th- one thing I'd like to see is Jared Dyson, only one for 12. Poor guy. So I, well, you got a couple uh, over, guys. You got a couple guys here in this White Sox. If, jo- if White Sox Josh was here, the Sox machine Josh, if he was here, uh, there's a couple, they have a couple guys scuffling. Yohan Moncada, um, he had, uh, he caught the, 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 the Rona. Yeah, he had the vid. And so I just said that because my teenage son acts like a little brat every time. He thinks like, you know, teenagers like just own everything. But uh, so what ends up happening is, um, you know, he ends up he's kind of struggled this year. And he's talked about fatigue. He said he has not felt the same since coming back from injury. The other one was uh, Luis Robert, which I always want to say Robert. But Luis Robert was looking like a a potential rookie of the year candidate, just like – just like uh, Darvish was looking like a Cy Young, and just like Darvish, a bad September's really derailed him. He's in a real, yeah. real bad slump. If yeah, if we had uh, been doing the rakes and flakes, uh, Luis Robert would be right there. He'd be the flaker because uh, he's got a zero batting average. You know, he's you know he's got no hits for sixteen at bats. He's got four walks. That's the only thing saving him. Right. And yeah. I, 
you got I mean, that. But over, overall, he's had a decent year for a rookie. He's got the, you know, 758 oh, OPS. I mean, just a great year table. for a rookie. Yeah. yeah and I, and I would not, I, I would not be stressing if I was a White Sox fan no. having that guy on my team. Um, but yeah, then we saw, obviously we saw Abreu destroy the Cubs in Wrigley. Let's hope he's not quite as good at, uh, you know, White Sox park, but he, he is the raker. I mean, he'd be the rake. He's right. fucking he, he uh, is, 300, he, 400, 650 with uh, two home runs this week. Yeah, he definitely is uh, their MVP candidate, you know, and, and he's still in that conversation right now. You know, and, and he's a guy you don't want to face with runners on base. He always seems to get that big hit. And then, you know, when he faced us last time, I mean, that was just like video game crazy. Based on what he did last time, freaking walk him. <laughs> yeah, the whole goddamn series. Who gives a fuck? Pull, Just pull up Bryce Harper. Yep. Well, and here's here's what Dylan Cease has done the last time he he went out there. I told you he had seven walks and only only went three innings, got pulled. But you know he's he he's been you know they haven't been stretching him out too much. Like five innings pitched, but he gets through ninety six pitches in five innings, and then that was against KC. Uh, he ended up losing to Pittsburgh. We know all about that. Uh, five innings pitched, it gives up five hits and two runs. So uh, one run the last time before. He's got an ERA of three and a half, though. So he's, can, can he's I okay. Can, do me a favor. Darvish when he wasn't at his top. You right. Know, put, that's kind of where he was up at. again real quick. So if you're looking at the very last column by the amount of pitches, he's not going a lot of innings and he's throwing a lot of pitches. And that was the problem when he was with the Cubs organization is that, you know, he's got some sick stuff, but he he walks. And that was Darvish's problem. You know that second year before the second half of the season is yeah. that is that he you know just you can't sit there and throw ninety pitches in four or five innings you're going to tax your bullpen and that's this problem Cease has been having as of late. Even in games he's won where he's not giving up a lot of hits, he's got a game. Uh, he's got two games where he's walked five guys this year. He's got one game where he walked six guys, uh, and then you know this last time out he walked seven and ended up giving up three runs on no hits. So like, hey, that's always frustrating for anybody. So, well, but and- I, I, we do have a little experience off him. Schwarber's got a home run, and uh, you know Rizzo's got a hit off of him. So does Javi, but that's that's the extent of it. Nobody's faced him more than three times. Right. So you're basically talking the one game that he, you know, he faced the Cubs, and so at that point, you know, it's just too small of a sample size. And for the Cubs, they they, they just right now have to sit there and saying. Uh, you know, they, they have to really, like like Michael's tweet earlier, both teams have just got to get that bad taste out of their mouth. Both teams have to show up, and both teams have something to prove right now. So it's going to be an interest. I, it's weird because we circled this at the beginning of the season. When we looked at the schedule, we circled this series and said, please, God, don't make this be worth anything. And, yeah. if, and, if, and now and it if, is. <laughs> if the Cubs would have taken care of business versus the Pirates – Think about it. We would we right now the magic number would be one, right? So, or or zero. Yeah, or, mean, or zero. zero. We'd have yeah, we'd have could, if they would have, have won three or four, uh, we could have been done. Oh, shout out to the streamyard bombers in the back seat there. Yeah, you, 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 <laughs> your, your, your daughter's getting into the family uh, show business. Oh yeah, uh, she's saying hi. We, well, well, we let saw me, your son but, there for a second too. Let, awesome. let me give you let me give you a kind of to what's going on with the White Sox right now too. I took some comparative notes today. They are in second place. They're only one game behind the Twins. So in many respects, they are fighting for it even more than the Cubs are. Like they need this. They are three and seven in their last ten, 
which is worse than the Cubs are, who I think are five and five actually, because they just like won and then lost. They've lost five in a row. And obviously they did beat the Cubs two or three at Wrigley Field. And uh, hey, Carly, I'm going to mute you again. Uh, somebody's like rustling paper or something. No. Yeah, he's eating. He, he's, uh, he's, he's mashing he, some uh, butter burgers. Yeah, remember when I ate that giant beef sandwich on the post game at Nice last? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sure I, I dream about that beef sandwich I ate. That was amazing. And then, uh, but uh, you know they did beat the Cubs two or three at Wrigley. They outscored us eighteen to seven. The only game we won, we won two to one. So we didn't even score in that one. We lost ten to one behind Lester, and uh, Hendricks lost the game too. But he's not pitching this weekend. Um, Sox have the eighth best OPS, seven eighty two. The Cubs are sixth worst. They have a 697, and that's like dropping precipitously. Sixth worst OPS in the majors. That's kind of like, with this high-paid offense, it's unacceptable. The Sox are third in home runs, so we saw that when we played them. There's your 10-to-1 behind Lesnar. Uh, the Cubs are average in homers. Cubs have the 10th most walks. Sox have the eighth least, so they're not a patient team. Uh, the Cubs are third in striking out, and the Sox are right behind them at fourth, so like, you Darvish might have a field day tonight and strike out everybody. Neither team steals any bases, and the Sox have scored 49 more runs than the Cubs. Uh, the Sox have scored the sixth most runs in the majors, and the Cubs have scored the eighth fewest. So that's yeah. kind of ugly. Uh, their ERAs, though, are pretty neck and neck. Sox kind of surprised with their pitching this year. 364 to the Cubs, 389. Uh, the, their starters are better by uh, 349 to 372. Their relievers are better, uh, 382 to 419. Um, the Cubs, uh, they're averaging walks. Uh, the, the, I mean, the Sox are averaging giving up the free pass. The Cubs are uh, don't give up the free pass as much as they used to, but they're in the top third of the league. Uh, both teams are averaging strikeouts. And the Sox do not give up home runs. They have the third fewest homers given up. And the Cubs are just averaging that department. And then defensively, the Sox have committed six more errors than the Cubs, slightly above league average. And the Cubs are slightly below league average. Uh, you can't really steal on Grandal. Uh, he's got a 45% caught stealing rate. Cubs are only at 33%. And um, the the der, 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 der defensive efficiency ratio they actually edge us out, 710 to 709. Uh, they are tied for fourth with the Reds, and we are sixth best, the Cubs are. So, and then uh, if you just looking forward uh, to game two and three real quick, John Lester is going against uh, Dane Dunning, nope, who we've nope, never nope, seen. Nope, nope, nope. No, that changed? That is scratched. John Lester is not going tomorrow. It's going to be Adbert Alzelay. Oh, so they got Alzelay tomorrow. They'd have him listed for Sunday. They have Al Sunday. They're not going with Q. They still. What I'm looking at right now. I mean, somebody tell me if, if that's wrong. Maybe somebody's sharing the more the latest news. But right now on the baseball website, it says Lester MLB website. Lester versus Dunning, and then Alzali versus Lopez. Okay, so they're not going to give Quintana a start, which that's a good thing then because. What you didn't want is two left-handers starting. I mean, that that would have been a disaster, um, the way that yeah. these guys hit lefties. Right, but maybe he's going to be in there after Alzale, you know, to show up after the, you know, Alzale does his two or three innings and then Quintana comes in to clean him up. I, I, I would prefer it's, that. I, I would like to see what happens with the Leicester start. 
if Lester just gets ambushed, if, if the same thing happens to him that happened the last game, I'd rather just let Quintana take those garbage innings, to be honest with you. And, all then, right. and, and then put everything you got into that Sunday game. But again, this all depends on what the Cardinals do. Everything depends on tonight and what the Cardinals do is that you don't have to worry about Quintana or Lester or anybody as long as you clinch the division. That's right. And so, I mean, it, it, you win tonight, Cardinals lose tonight, Reds lose tonight. No, the Reds, it didn't matter. You win tonight, the Reds are done. Reds are done as far as the division goes anyway. Right, yeah, correct. And so if, if, if you can win tonight and the Cardinals can lose tonight, and, you know, the, both those things do have to happen to make it happen, but then you can just screw around. Then the rest of the next two days do not mean crap. You can just set things up, get guys their work that you want to get. You know, maybe you get. Then we finally see Braylon Marquez. Exactly. Then finally, <laughs> For the finally when it doesn't game matter. Well, did you see? I, I didn't get a chance because I'm in the car, but literally I was so pissed off today because uh, this was on the way up. David Ross was impressed with Marquez, but doesn't have enough experience. I'm like, no shit, he doesn't have enough experience. Yeah. He wouldn't let him pitch. You had Rex Brothers up here, you dumbass. Yeah, that that's that's every fucking person in the world trying to get a job. Yeah. No I, shit, I, I don't have experience. You won't fucking hire me. Old time Chicago people will remember like one of those like local DeVry. I forget what it what it was, but it's like, it, it's like in a round, and it's like, how can I get a job if I don't have any experience? But I can't get any experience if I don't have a job. But how can I get a job if I don't have any experience? Like, yes. You remember that commercial? It was like, yeah, well, I was go, in, it was in the salad. Uh, it was in the '80s, right after the Empire commercial, and yeah. and uh, and who was it? The Chevrolet, where you always save more money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Those... Um, Al Pamonte. Wasn't Al Pamonte? <laughs> no, no, no. It was the two old guys, and they always had the big stack of wad of cash, and they both oh, said yeah. it at well, the same time. Something, something Chevrolet, where you always save more money, and then of course Bob Rorman, R.I.P. Oh yeah, he died this year. Yeah, uh, twenty man. We we don't know. Bob Roman could have been a terrible person in real life. We just all know he is. Um, now I do. I will say this. I'm not a praying man, but you know, being how this week was, I I I did do a little praying last after the last uh, night's loss because I was pretty broken up about it. And I said, Lord, give me wisdom to get through this weekend. And guess what? We got Patrick Wisdom. He's on the team now. <laughs> <laughs> The Lord gave me wisdom. Uh, yeah, we picked up this guy just in case. Um, and, and they sent, by the way, Jose over twenty one as down to uh, down to the uh, the site. So I think we're, that might be the end of him. Um, actually, uh, he's not eligible. We might see him again next year. Oh, but I don't think he's going to no make any kind of There's no alternative roster. site anymore. Oh, right. Yeah, they, they, he, he got they sent to the alternative to the alternative. Yeah, exactly. In other words, it's a red roof in in Daytona. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, this, we got this guy, Patrick Wisdom. He's an infielder. He plays first and third. That's pretty much it. He's not that good. He doesn't have a lot of experience. Yeah, which, the alternative- so I, I don't know. This is our new guy. He's going to, he's going to fill it. Bodie's a little banged up too, by the way. So, uh, right now you're giving some of those starts to Horner and uh, we, uh, we didn't even look at the lineups yet. I forget, yeah. we, we forgot to look at the lineup. So let's see who's in there real quick tonight. Game's about to start. Um, this is a 7-10 start? 7-10, yes. right? 7-10. Right. So here's, the, who the Cubs are, here's who the Cubs are sending out there. Um, wait, this isn't the lineup. This is the Cubs versus Cease. No, that's the matchups. That's the matchups. I'll, I'll give you the lineup. Uh, we got Ian Happ. We got Ian Happ, then uh, Rizzo. Rizzo. Contreras is third, 
Hayward batting fourth. Again, yeah. Yeah, Javi Baez, fifth. He moved up again. Uh, Schwarber, sixth. Caratini, seventh. Kipnis, eight. Horner, third. So Contreras is the DH, by the way. So, Yeah, Caratini catching Darvish. And then uh, here's – and that is not the White Sox lineup. That is the White Sox. In the Sox. White Sox, we got Tim Anderson leading off. Uh, Moncada, Grandal, third. Abreu fourth, Encarnacion is the DH in fifth, Mazzara right field sixth. I don't know why I went with his. <laughs> Robert seventh, Angle eight, Madrigal nine. You'll notice there's no Eloy Jimenez in that yeah. lineup because he has a mild sprain. So uh, I don't like to wish, you know, pain on anybody, but. We're happy as hell that Eloy's not there to fucking, you know, oh. exact any more revenge against the Cubs. Seriously, like that, that, like when I heard the news, like you never, you always want to play their best against your best and see how it stacks up. But you didn't, I mean, the way that Eloy just absolutely destroys the Cubs, I trust yeah. me, no tears cried over here either. Yeah, no, Eloy, Eloy is great. And I like to see, you know, good players, you know, be good, but I'd rather see him be good against other people. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know what? He's one of those you know cub killers that every time he comes up, it's like a big moment. It's like seriously, yeah. can he just do something like when it's like not important? Like, like why does it have to be bases loaded, two outs in the ninth, and here's Eloy Jimenez? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They hit a grand slam and ruin your life, right? So, uh, and then they always uh, do the little spiel too. So like they totally do the double whammy. Like you know, he wants to get his old team. Like, well, oh, don't remember. Just remember, I'm speaking this into existence to, again. Uh, you, I want Dylan Cease on the mound in the deciding game of the World Series, where the Cubs uh, they're winning in the ninth. Uh, Quintana's on the mound, pitching to Eloy Jimenez, and he strikes him out. Cease takes the loss. Q gets the save. Uh, Eloy Jimenez goes down as the dude that struck out to end the World Series for the White Sox and the Cubs win the trade. So I'm just going to speak that into existence one more time. Yep. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. So, um, so I guess that's our, our pregame, but we'll be on for postgame. We'll be right back here and, uh, talking all about whatever the hell happened. And hopefully we're saying, Clinch, 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 because we clinched. You know what I mean? That'd be nice. No, yeah. qu- real quick story time with Crawley. I was there in 2003, and the exact same scenario you had. It was three to clinch on a on a Saturday. It wasn't even on a Friday. Three to clinch. The Cubs were playing Pittsburgh, and Houston was playing the Brewers, and the Cubs needed to win both games of a doubleheader, and Houston had to lose to the Brewers, and that's exactly what happened, and they clinched on that day. So here's hoping we see another repeat of that. It, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling we could. Like, I mean, something's got to give here. We can't just keep losing, can we? We're, we're a playoff <laughs> team for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, we, I tweeted last night. Once. This might, this might be the worst. Uh, it might be the worst first place team I've ever seen. <laughs> we don't we say that ever. We said that every single year for, for I don't know how long. No, because they don't end the year in first place. Like. There's a damn good chance that they're going to finish this out, win the division, and we're just going to be like, "Wow, this is that was amazing." And uh, for the the rest of like, oh, they always say I, you can't you can't win the division in April. Well, you, you won the division in fucking July this year. 
True. True. Well, all I got to say all is right. I just want my I just want my stupid 2020 hat and shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to wear it for a week. My NL Central Champs 2020. Uh, yeah, you're gonna. We're gonna use all the Patreon money, by the way, on that. If that's cool with everybody, and if you like what we're doing here, uh, you can uh, join us at Patreon.com/sunranto over there for as little as a dollar a month or twelve dollars all at once. Uh, you can become a Patreon patron and get uh, perks at every single level, including downloading the audio of the show where I post it there. Uh, well, not this show. I only put the post game because who cares about the pregame? Actually, I'll put this one up. Why not? Why not? I'm putting oh, it up. These guys care. These 19 people still gutting it out. Yeah. Just thinking, <laughs> are we going to finish this before the fucking game starts? They're like, you know, they're holding it. You know, they need to go to the bathroom. They got to grab a beer before the first pitch. We got to get my butter burger here. Oh, so wrap it up. Yeah. And actually, actually, there was a question in the chat from Stephanie. Is like, what is a butter burger? Is a burger it is cooked literally in butter? a hamburger with butter smeared on the bun? That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Seriously, yeah. it's that, not like that's it. They they put butter on the bun. Yeah, yes. they toast the grab- bun a little bit, and yeah, it's just butter on the burger. All right, it, it's an extra. It's an extra two hundred fifty calories. You Sounds good. Well, I'm about to eat a deep Count. dish, deep dish pizza. Oh well, we lost him. Drawing out. He's, he's out. He's like, like, I am done. So, all right. Uh, how about I play a little? Uh, I didn't come here for a haircut to take us out here because I, I came for jewelry. Let's get some tonight. Uh, Spagog, and I'll see you after the game. All right. Sounds good. All right. medallion of good 
The ring upon my finger, it glitters and it gleams. It says Cubs World Series Champions of 2016. No, I didn't come here for a haircut. Gentlemen, when was the last time you shaved your nuts? I mean, come on. Quarantine's been going on. You know, you probably let yourself go a little bit. Possibly your balls are way too furry. Well, I've got the solution for you. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer. It's designed to give you confidence. And it's going to boost your body image. I can guarantee it. Got a ceramic blade, skin-safe technology. It's designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellows down low. And that is very important because that's a bit of a sensitive area. Now, the Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof, comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or possibly in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit. Featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit also allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, and this will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Now, we won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself, but we will judge you if you have hairy, smelly balls. So go to Manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, did you know that listeners of this show, the Sunranto Show, will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at Manscaped.com? That's 20% off free shipping, Manscaped.com. Use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving your front trunk. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Now, we're not at the game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. Game spreads, totals, team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Post game. Just post game. 
magic number is a one. It's one. I would bet flip my white claw, but, you know, it's kind of full. I got myself a full lead to come on here. One is the loneliest number that there's ever been. (sighs) Man, did we need that? Did we just need that both just for our mental health? Yeah. Well, it's, and I love the way it happened, too. You know, you put up the 10 runs. You shut him out. You, Darvish, is great. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's exactly you Darvish how you was and, great. Yeah. And and it's and everybody's going to forget because of all the other crap that happened in this game. You know what I mean? And there was a lot uh, of like, crap. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, so, but let's start with Darvish so we don't forget. Seven innings pitched, three hits. He only gave up. Uh, one walk and five five strikeouts. So, like, yeah, quality start, baby. Uh, the qualityest of quality starts. Shut out. You know that was just uh, it was tough because he'd been struggling lately. But man, I mean, I'll tell you something that you know this White Sox seems a pretty good team, but they mentally unraveled tonight. That was that was a something. Well, and that was their what sixth straight loss. So yeah, there's something going on there. We're gonna. I I think Levante might show up uh, tonight. Our Sox fan friend who we oh, did job making. Great day. to talk to yeah. him. Somebody knows yeah. what's going on here. Yeah, exactly. Just what, watching his team self destruct. He's like, I I forget what he texted me. I gotta find my phone. But it's, he's like, I'm sitting here getting kicked in the nuts watching this game. <laughs> he was supposed to go out and say that his friend's car broke down and all this crap happened. So. Uh, what did he say? He says, 20, he goes, 2020 fucking sucks except for our baseball teams. I'm supposed to be on some fucking ex- uh, exotic island right now, not on my damn couch watching my team get their nuts beat with a bamboo stick. We all felt that way when we were supposed to be in England. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, guys, I'm sitting here taking a look, and it was just – this is the problem with Dylan Cease. He, he can throw heat, Okay. But it doesn't have a lot of action, doesn't have a lot of movement on it. And in, in the major leagues, that's, that's really tough to play. And then sometimes he just doesn't know where that ball is going to end up. And it was Kyle Schwarber, of all people, that kind of got the game party started a little bit. You're talking how many players? I think four, diff- four different Cubs players hit five home runs tonight. Crawley makes me want to whisper, too. Yeah. You're giving me ASMR. <laughs> Hey, look, look, look at this. I mean, Let's that throw was up the, that Swedish flag. The uh, Kyle Schwarber had already taken Cease deep before, too. He had hit a home run and a double. So maybe this will be an ongoing thing with those two uh, because, of course, we're going to face him in the World Series, and we know how, how Kyle Schwarber likes to hit in the World Series. Dude, he's, uh, he's a stud. Bill Sugas writes in, Cubs won the trade. Not until, <laughs> not until game seven. Well, of the World he, Series, Eloy Jimenez uh, had his leg amputated. I believe that's the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cut his leg off completely, and um, you know, and, and he, Dylan and Dylan Cease uh, is missing four fingers. He now, has really, ceased, ceased to be a good pitcher. I will <laughs> tell you that you just kind of had the feeling that one of these teams was going to break out. And, uh, you know what I mean? Like, both of them were frustrated. Both of them had something to prove. And uh, I'm just Crowley glad is killing me with the way he's walking around. I feel like Crawley is, like, reenacting Die Hard. He's got his fucking wife, Peter. He's in a, a half-built building. There are, there are terrorists everywhere. 
and Crawley is like doing the show while hunting German terrorists. And it's a Christmas movie all while at it. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, Matt McClure brings up a good point. It's great to score 10 runs, but you, uh, Matt says, you know, that means they don't score again all weekend, right? And, you I, know, that's the thing. I was going to ask about that. Will the Cubs score again this season? Here's, well, the, here's, I, the, here's the thing, guys. What you just did, though, is you did what you had to do tonight. You had your stud on the mound, and you took the game. And now, you know, the Cardinals unfortunately won the second half of the doubleheader. But here's the thing. You've now put a whole bunch of pressure on St. Louis. St. Louis can't lose anymore. The Cubs tonight, by virtue of their win, share, uh, clinched a share of the NL Central. Right? Under pressure. So now they do not have to worry as much as, say, a team like uh, St. Louis. St. Louis loses once. Fuck it. They're done. Hey, so I got a little fun stat for you. Uh, did, did you know tonight that they obviously scored 10 runs against the White Sox? And that is exactly as many runs as they scored versus the Twins and the Pirates all put together. Like for all seven of those games. They but scored then, 10 runs tonight and they scored 10 runs. They scored one run, one run, no runs, five runs, two runs, one run, no runs. So but we talked about that a little bit before. And, and this was the stat we talked about before, the difference when they win or lose just how ridiculous when they win, they, when you see it, them perform like they did tonight against a good Sox team that's struggling, you know, it looks like they, and, and that's what we keep saying about the postseason is just get in and try to get on a run. And when this team is clicking on all cylinders, you know, you're just like, wow, what happened? And then all of a, you know, and when they look bad, you know, it doesn't look like they can beat anyone. It's just that feast and famine that Bikes folks talking about. Yeah, exactly. Now, now let's get into some of the fun stuff that happened tonight. Well, I mean, you get Schwarber, you know, with the, the opening bomb to start off the scoring. But then you really get uh, – you get the finest Wilson Contreras moment that we've had pretty much all year <laughs> at least where he bat flipped. And, Big uh, Willie style. Yeah, and we're, we're nah, not nah, supposed nah, to nah, do nah, – nah, nah. we're, we're, we're not <laughs> supposed to do this, but we're doing it anyway. The three-run home run, Wilson Contreras sends the bat flying into space. Oh, man, it was a thing of beauty. But then later on in the game, you know, he's got to wear one right in the middle of his back. because I honestly one. thought he was going to wear one the next time up. Like, I was seriously watching that at bat. I'm like, oh, my God, he is definitely getting drilled right now. But why? Why was he getting drilled? I I, I thought that the White Sox because were all about having fun and Tim Anderson and all that stuff. No, they, oh. you can't. You, you Okay, pick a lane. Yeah, right. the, yeah. I, that, 100% agree, Crawley. That sort of bat flip should have not only been respected but celebrated in great field. And then there yeah. was some. There was uh, later on when Wilson, uh, after he took it and he got to second, he might, he ended up scoring after getting plunked. But uh, they were talking him and Tim Anderson shooting the shit, having fun. You know, I don't know what the hell happened there, but that was bullshit. And then. Don Cooper, what was he freaking out about? What is his fat ass doing? Well, and how come he looks exactly like Rick Renteria, except like getting hit in the face with a pant? Like they are like the exact <laughs> same. They they both look they both look like Barney Rubble, both of them. You know what I mean? They're two Barney Rubble looking motherfuckers, and like screw up. And and he's like sitting there with his mask around his ear, you know, screaming. And I'm like I'm like you guys, come on, 
you you know that you hit him on purpose. You know that was on purpose. There's absolutely no way that ball slipped. And so what are we doing here? Like, and granted, like, he didn't try to hit him in the head or anything. It was like just a slow ball right in the middle of the back. And that's – so he – but he made his target. You know, like, that's exactly where he wanted to throw it, in the middle of Wilson's back, and it happened. But, like, I don't know. Did you know that You know Cordero- what the best part about it is, though? The best part of it is he bat flipped after he got hit. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, and then the, the even better part of it is so you get to first base on the bat flip. You tag up aggressively with a seven-run lead. It's 7 nothing at that point, I believe. You tag up aggressively. You get to second base on a fly ball. Then, which you don't need to do, that would have been showing people up. Remember that Padres situation? You're not supposed to tag up or do anything. You're not supposed to try to succeed at baseball once you've been <laughs> winning by enough. So then – uh, you know, so he takes second, and then the the White Sox being totally in disarray, they uh, an error brings him in at that point. You know what I mean? So it's just like so the White Sox ineptitude and and them hitting him with a pitch in the middle of the back is why you know that they they just put the game away even further. I Screw don't him. know what it is about it, but Wilson Contreras loves fucking hitting against the White Sox. I was at that game with my daughter. It's Daughter's Day, and. Uh, you know, I always take my daughter to a game uh, for her birthday, her birthday game, because she's in May. And uh, I took her to the, that game that Wilson Contreras hit the Grand Slam, and then he had, like, I think, like a three-run, I think seven, eight RBIs that day. It was awesome. I went to another game. It was Hawk Harrelson's last game, old Hawkeroo. And he was wearing his stupid little pink shirt, and he, like, so thought the Cubs were going to send him out a winner, and the Cubs beat the shit out of him. I remember Wilson, I think, hit one in that game, too. And he was crying and sniveling like a baby. It was glorious. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, that was great. But, yeah, uh, Cordero's the one that hit him, so we're not going to forget that. And uh, Cordero, uh, by the way, uh, means lamb in Espanol. So, well, I mean, uh, delicious you know, lamb. You're looking just, against that guy or against the White Sox. You're not doing anything now at this point. You, you, you're in the playoffs. You don't want anyone getting suspended or getting hurt doing something, you know. File it in your memory bank if you need to, but uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, but I think it's time for this year. It's time to – I really agree with what you were saying earlier, Crawley, about the White Sox and especially Tim Anderson have been pushing for this, let's have fun, right? Let's bat flip. Let's, you know, post it on your YouTube. Have a good time. And Contreras should not have been – in any way, there should have been no retribution for that at all because it was amazing. It was funny. If you're a Sox fan, it's annoying, but that's what it should be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have fun. It's a South, it's a Crosstown series. You know, it, you know, Wilson wanted to show him up. And the other thing I like about it is like it's time to start stepping on some necks. You know what I mean? Like this oh, yeah, is the sure. 20- you know, and I know we've all been, like, kind with each other. It's COVID. We're all supposed to, like, you know, kumbaya together and get this baseball season done. But now we're at the playoffs. And, like, I, I need, I'm going to need to see the Cubs be a little bit more, I don't know, like, have that killer instinct. And, like, even you saw, saw Tim Anderson go up and have a conversation with uh, Wilson at second base. And the body language to me was, like, Tim Anderson was, like, Hey man, you know they, they didn't mean nothing by it. Like, sorry you had to wear one, but that's just how it is. You know what I mean? And Wilson was just like, "I'm not talking to fucking you. Fuck you, Tim Anderson. Like, get out of my fucking face." And you get to, and you know that Wilson Contreras is an intense person. I mean, that's why he blocked me on Twitter because he's too intense. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? That buddy. 
<laughs> you kind of pissed him off on that one. I, I know. I, I should never have brought up Mia Khalifa. It really was my fault. But uh, <laughs> but, it, but he never should have been messenger. He he's got a he's got a wife. So um, anyway, uh, I did have uh, something else about tonight, and it was this that I really enjoyed. This moment, Javier Baez. Raking left-handed, just a thing of beauty. Like that was the second time trying to do that. And uh, hey, man, that looks like a legit left-handed hitter. Now, granted, he was. Yeah. He. It, I mean, he ripped that ball. And now, granted, you know, he's going off of their second baseman, their utility infielder. You know, who was pitching at the time, Sanchez, Yolmer Sanchez. Um, but you know. Still, that was very. You exciting. know, the thing that I've heard people talk about that before that in, in BP that he does that that he'll go left-handed and he'll take some yard even. Um, you know, another one is Carlos Zambrano he used to do that too, just both sides and just absolutely rake. And then you know, and you add all the power to it. And it comes to it, hit a lot of home runs. Caratini got one. Uh, you know, as well, well Baez. Baez drilled yeah. that one. I was listening to the White Sox broadcast, and Steve Stone was talking about how. Uh, Baez turned to uh, Grandal and was like, I missed it by that much. And then the next pitch, he fucking drilled. Just nice. destroyed. And uh, yeah, and, and Stoney's uh, conversation was just like, oh, he didn't. He, he missed that one by a couple feet, but he missed. He didn't miss that one at all. <laughs> well, put up, put up the boxes here. Um, it, we got half, you know, he. He, he was okay. He went one for five, scored a run. Rizzo goes one for three. Uh, we saw, oh, the Patrick Wisdom era has begun. So we saw him, but he, he fit right in by, <laughs> fly, by by flying out with runners on to end oh, an inning. Can we also talk about Rizzo stealing a base early on? Well, yeah, but then, yeah. he, then he was out of the game. Rizzo, Rizzo also, uh, he's now, I think, in the top 20 all-time hit by pitches after tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, it, yeah. yeah, they didn't pull him right after the uh, the steal, but yeah, later they did. So uh, I, I'm just amazed that Anthony Rizzo can steal a base. Well, you know, he did lose some weight. He, he was a little faster. Like he scored on a play this year that I was like, "Oh no, don't go, don't go, don't run around third base. You're gonna screw it up." And and he ended up scoring. I was like, "Oh, maybe he did pick up a step or two. You know, what well, I mean? you know, with uh, with Rizzo too is that. He knows. Uh, he knows uh, Dylan sees from his time with the Cubs, and Dylan sees throws as a fastball, and he also throws a slider. And sometimes that slider, you guys will see it; it'll hit the dirt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he, I think he kind of knew what pitch was coming. He, he took a guess, maybe, and then all of a sudden, the second that that hit in the dirt, all it's you're not going to throw him out at that point because you're not catching it unless you catch it cleanly, which is really hard. Yeah. And then you got uh, Contreras. You know, obviously with the big game. Uh, Goes two for uh, two for three, four ribbies, had a walk, and the, the hit by pitch. Uh, Hayward didn't do anything tonight. Over five, Javi with another good game. Uh, he, he didn't strike out tonight. <laughs> that would hot, you know. So that's a good sign. Uh, Schwarber two uh, two for three with the home run. Hamilton came in, almost got a hold of one. You see that ball? Yeah, that, that was, was that was that was a Rajay Davis to the other side. You know what I mean? Like that was. It, I, I thought he he got it. You know, Len got excited, and that ball just kept curving. Um, they, and in fact, like he Billy Hamilton's home run trot, like as it was in the air, he was a, he had already rounded the bases as that ball was in the air. So if he, he you know, we wouldn't even get to see him run around. 
Uh, Nick Gentry with a good point here, though. I was nervous when, 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 when I don't know what Schwarber was doing. That did not man, look graceful. He's so clumsy sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> he really first is. of all, first of all, who slides into first base like that? You know what I mean? I, I see, I, I see him go in. You know, hands first, which is probably worse in some ways. But hasn't anybody told them that you're allowed to overrun first base? Like this is some little league ass shit, man. Like. Are, you're not getting there any faster by sliding. Study yeah. after study after study after study after study has been done, and there are people like, well, there must be something there to slide. It's like and, no. and he's trying to beat the guy right next to him, who is clearly right next to him. Just get to the base before that guy. Like that's Stanley a Mitchell foot race. Says, Good way to start my birthday weekend. Big day tomorrow. Happy birthday! Hey, happy, happy, birthday. happy birthday! Our newest Dan, Patreon subscriber. Be- He's going to be 1914 years old uh, according to his picture. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's the and guardian Methuselah. of the 1914 club. Keeps the yeah, riffraff good, out. Good guy to know. Uh so uh and then um <laughs> so what else happened tonight? Oh yeah, it, Javi forgot how many outs there were. Either that or he was <laughs> either that or he just had dinner reservations. He's like, "Hey, uh, I'm just going to run, you know, like whatever happens." And then they almost screwed it up and made him look like a genius. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I, like I said, I, in in poker, if you if you ever play any Texas Hold'em, there's there's a there's a term called full tilt, and that's when you just make a bad situation worse, and you just kind of just all of a sudden start losing and making bad plays and trying to chase back a hand that's already passed. And uh-huh. you just saw that with the White Sox. That was a hundred percent full tilt. They completely lost their shit mentally, whether it it was hitting Contreras or just all sorts of errors. Uh, both the manager and the pitching coach get tossed. They completely lost their shit. I feel like sometimes when you ask a pitcher to hit somebody like that, it it adds to that losing of the, you know, because, uh, you know, the guy is doing it because he's being asked to do it. He doesn't necessarily want to do it. And then, you know, that that is a, a conflict just in your mind. And it's a conflict for the baseball players on the bat on, on the base pass. Like you said, Tim Anderson talking to Contreras saying, Hey, you know, uh, you know, sorry about that. But at the same time, it messes with everyone's head. Yeah. And as, soon as, as soon as you start to do that, like you're going to lose. It's, it's a, uh, it's a bad news bears, right? Like as soon as you go out and and smack the shit out of your pitcher, like the Yankees, you know, coach did, the Yankees hate everybody and let the bad news bears win. You know that that's the sort of like mentality you get when you start to ask players to do things that is against their nature. Yeah, like like and, I said, this was this was just a fun game, and you take a look at the numbers, and I think we got the White Sox numbers too, right, Dan? Yeah, yeah. Well, ten hits, ten runs overall, four walks. They only struck out seven times, which you know, th- this day and age, like that's like nothing now. Um, and then you see uh, the White Sox numbers; they only get three hits. One of them to Tim Anderson right at the beginning of the game. I thought, here we go. Oh no, you know, and uh, that was the first batter of the game, and then it was fine. Get the no hitter out of the way. Robert had one, which he's been having a tough time. That was of it. like and, kind of a cheapy hit. That was kind of like a weird. Yeah, that was yeah. a close one. And right. Angle and Angle uh, Adam Angle with a hit too. So, but they got they got nothing done. They only walked once. Uh, uh, but seven, a Bray, you zero for four makes yeah. you feel 
so much more comfortable seeing a night like that. Oh. Yeah, only seven Ks for them, uh, and they do strike out a lot. So, but uh, they're making weak contact tonight. They couldn't hit, and uh, then here's their pitching line. They ended up having to use a pitcher they didn't want to use, maybe with Fry because he won't be available tomorrow. And he's one of their better relievers. They really need to win games too. Or they're gonna, they're really in danger. I don't know what the Twins did tonight, but um, Cleveland came but, from behind. Pittsburgh was beating Cleveland, so apparently they're still going. Yeah, Cleveland and- won. And uh, as far as Minnesota goes, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, uh, they lost. Or they're going to lose to Cincinnati. So it's a good thing we won tonight because Cincinnati's right there. They would have kept pace with uh, the Cubs. Uh, you know, uh, so anyway, their they're bullpen's a little bit in uh, arrears right now. And uh, Yomer Sanchez, you know, with, with the uh, nine ERA for his uh, career. Sean zero three one one nine asks, "What about Mankata and COVID?" Yeah, no, he tested positive, Yohan Mankata, and he's talked about how it's affected him. How he just kind of feels tired every day, like a fatigue. So that's that's the issue with Mankata, and he hasn't looked the same. You know, I I got I got COVID eighteen last year uh, or two years ago and I ended up in the hospital. They couldn't even figure out what was wrong with me. They tested me for everything. And I'll tell you, whatever the hell that was that sent me to the hospital, I had a high fever and all that stuff, but I felt like crap for a good like three or four months afterwards. Like that, I needed to take naps in the afternoon and stuff like that. Well, and that's the thing that everybody is forgetting about this COVID-19 is everybody says, oh, well, they didn't die. Well, these people who aren't dying aren't necessarily fucking running a marathon the next day they're yeah. out there like fucking struggling to get through the next Good, few get through months. the day yeah, and yeah. Then, you know they, they talk about that covid uh brain fog that you'll have yeah i had that for sure you know i just was like not with it i had trouble concentrating things like that so and so yeah so imagine being a baseball player like you know my god having to concentrating you're just like I'm just oh like, i've had, i've had some i've had some pretty good concussions and just not even been able to understand normal everyday shit much less hey is that a 100 mile per hour fastball or is it a slider <laughs> yeah Fuck. and, and really uh, hard. yeah and uh, matt writes in is it bdj big dick john tomorrow yeah it is it it should be i, I, it I is believe it is tomorrow and Here's the thing is once he pitches one inning, he's going to be the first lefty to throw a thousand innings for the Cubs since Ken Holtzman. Wow. That's a while. Yeah. And then, and then the next inning, he's going to pass Ken Holtzman and he's going to fucking flip off the camera just so Ken sees it. (laughs) (laughs) Screw you, Kenny. I actually Um, heard that Ken Holtzman is a pretty big asshole to be honest. (laughs) So, so, uh, Darvish, seven innings pitch, three hits, one walk, five Ks. Winkler came in, had a nice inning, didn't give up anything, struck out a guy. And then, uh, Chafin, the Chafin, sheriff. Chafin. And, you know, you know, obviously they're, they're just, they're just going to go with, uh, Chafin, I guess. We're not going to see no Braylon, uh, Marquez. We're not going to see. Uh, Burl, I think that Burl wasn't even even a consideration because, I don't know, I, I don't know why, because the White Sox brought up uh, whatever that guy's name was. Crochet. That, you know, crochet, yeah, yeah. They they brought him up. And we, I hope we get to see him, actually, just to see what he's got. Yeah, um, Crochet's been really good up to this point, but he pitched in the, the two games leading right up to this one. So, obviously, we'll see him. that's we'll why see we didn't him see him. Again. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see him. I, I would guess tomorrow. 
unless well, they yeah. have a really good pitching, you know, and, and, yeah, unless this is lopsided game. And again. like I said, we, we you know sometimes it's it's who you catch, you know, as far as in their turn of the rotation. And the White Sox, uh, they obviously had Michael Kopech opt out of the season at the beginning of the season. Um, uh, Keiko went the other day. Lucas Giolito went the other day. So we're kind of getting their back end of their bullpen, so or of their rotation. So you know you have an opportunity. Well, yeah. Well, you got the magic number one. So uh, you know, and you got a rookie who you've never seen on the mound named Dane Dunning for the White Sox, and he hasn't pitched all that much. Bike Spoke wants to know: Is Carlos Sobrano available? He actually is not. He is not available. Well, <laughs> he's, no, he's he, he is. He's one hundred percent available. He's yeah, just he's, in. He's in Venezuela. Yeah, so it'll take him a while to get here. I think he started a church or something. Remember, God <laughs> told him to pitch for the Chicago Dogs, and uh, apparently, God told him to stop pitching for the Chicago Dogs now because he's not even doing that. <laughs> yeah, God told like, him wear a mask, motherfucker. Yeah, Stay yeah. indoors. Stay inside. But right. here's Dunning. He's a rookie. Uh, he, you know, he he doesn't have. Uh, but six uh, appearances in the major leagues as a starter. He gave up – he had his worst outing of the year last time against Cleveland, only went four innings and gave up four runs, all earned. Um, he struck out seven threes half the time, you know, so he's decent. He has the capability of uh, going six or seven innings, uh, went 102 pitches so against Minnesota and uh, beat him. So, uh, you know, and actually they've only lost one game this year that uh, he's pitched in. So he's a decent pitcher. He's young. Uh, Cubs have never seen him. Scares the crap out of me. And we got the exact opposite going. Uh, <laughs> and that's uh, BDJ. Big Dick John going out there. But he's looked great in his last three starts. Although, uh, you know, this, I was looking at this today. He went five innings. He went six innings. Only one strikeout. And I get it. He's, he's, uh, pitching to contact, um, but that's not really a good thing if you look at what the White Sox did on August 21st against when they were when he was pitching to contact. What happened was, see. <laughs> it was pretty good contact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then he gave up, uh, you know, eight runs on nine hits, and he only and he got kicked out of the game in the fourth. Not kicked out, but, you know, he, you he know, got he, kicked out. <laughs> he, was, he was struggling at the time, and I don't know. This is a team that I, we talked about on the pregame show that hits lefties real well. Um. I'm I'm curious, like I said, I, I thought both teams were going to try to come out and take this game and make a statement, and it was the Cubs. And now the White Sox, their back is against the wall. I mean, they are now looking at possibly dropping into third place. So in a matter of a couple of days, they went from first to second to, to possibly third. Well, they were the best team in the American League for a while. Yep. You know, second only uh, second to the Dodgers in the majors. And so I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, where they are in the situation right now. Uh, they are a game and a half back of – they have the exact same record as the Cleveland Indians, who yep. they just got that's, swept by. So Right, and that's what I'm saying is that they're right now in a tie. And when, once the Twins lose, I think they might be right down there with them too. So this weekend, those three teams are going to all be fighting for seeding. The Cardinals at this point can't lose another game. They have what three games this weekend? Yeah, well they've well they've got. Uh, well, I don't know what they're doing. They, they got they a must game tomorrow, have and don't they have a double header on Sunday? Did they do it that way, or did they give them a doubler tomorrow? Hold on, I'll I'll, I'll look it up while look you guys talk. 
yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, they've got a Cincinnati and St. Louis will both be three games back. The Cubs will take the division with either a loss from one of those teams or a win from the Cubs. So, uh, you know, hopefully we get both uh, things uh, happening. And um, but when you look at the White Sox, yeah, I mean, and and where they would be if in third place, then they still are a playoff team. But now as things because of the season series record uh, right now with the tie with Cleveland, they move all the way down from being division leaders at the beginning of last week having lost six straight and Cleveland winning six straight, they move all the way down to the first wild card seed. Mm-hmm. They are the seventh wild card seed at 34 and 24. So, uh, and they've, they actually still have a better record than the Cubs by a game. Yeah. So the, the Cardinals actually only have two scheduled games left, but they have a double header against the Detroit Tigers. If, they need that game, right? If they need those games, then they have a doubleheader. So they have two to four games left. (laughs) Yeah. Who fucking knows? Because it's the goddamn Cardinals and the major leagues just seem to fucking bend over backwards for these assholes. Regardless, like, ah, we're going to be a compensatory pick for any fucking discrepancy that you might have. And then – in a 60 game season, we're going to, you know, like let you only play 58 games if we can. Well, not to mention the, the, all the seven inning double headers. So like, think of how many, they ultimately played less innings than any other team because of all those, uh, seven inning double headers. And then all the fucking announcers are trying to play it off. Like, Oh, look what great leadership they had because, of the COVID thing, and they had to come back for it. No, good leadership doesn't have 16 games fucking missed because of COVID. Or good 18, leadership fixes that shit before it happens. Or or 18 players test positive. So, like, at the end of it, like, the Cardinals right now, uh, I don't know, this might be, like, from uh, yesterday but or earlier today, but 455 innings they've played. Uh, versus the Cubs who have played 501. So, like, you know, at this point, like, you played 45 more innings than uh, than uh, the Cardinals. Like, that's 45 innings on the arms of your pitchers. You know what I mean? And so you know, you're going into the playoffs. 45 divided by nine is something like 128 extra games. I believe I'm good at math. Bill Sugas, check that, please. I would say, though, you know, I, I don't think the, the doubleheaders, you know, that they had that many doesn't bother me. What bothers me about the situation more is the way that MLB forced the Marlins to basically, like, sign people off the street. Like, hey, can you play second base? Yeah, you. Popcorn, yeah. Can you play second base. You know, like, they basically forced them to just say, it's your problem. Play what you got. And the Cardinals are like, well, we're going to let you wait two weeks and then have a chance to make that up. That's what bothers me. I think the doubleheaders yeah. were tough. I think it was tough on the Cardinals, and it's their own fucking fault. So I yeah. don't feel sorry for them. But so, they had a yeah. But they yeah they they definitely treated the Marlins differently than they treated the Cardinals in this situation. And one hundred percent they did. And uh, hey, I mean they played a similar amount of games at this point. And uh, in fact, they played uh, no. They, Miami's played two more games. They have a um, 
pretty much the exact same record as the Cardinals, and they're both playoff teams too right now. Because but guys, just just to make sure everybody everybody is clear, the Cubs are technically the Central Division champs as far as a. The only thing the Cardinals can do at this point is tie it. Yeah, and that would be by winning all their games and the Cubs losing the next two. Yeah, that's the only way it can be done. I think. Well, I mean. Yeah, because the Reds are done. Well, but then they're tied, and then the Cardinals have to play that extra doubleheader. And if they yeah. win both of those games, then they win. Then they – then no, then they would what, – what about no, season it's, series? It's, they, be, right now, the Cubs have you to only tie. They, they, they have a share of the NL Central as of tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, right, but <laughs> – this is this is where we start getting into the fucking like ridiculous NASA math well, well, because the the Cardinals have played two less games leading to the end of this season. Which so what you're saying I totally understand, but then they would get the chance to play the Tigers for two more games and then possibly win or. Has the MLB already worked into the process those extra games that may or may not be played? My my understanding is even if with those two games, the Cubs, by virtue of what happened today, now have like I said, the only thing that can happen is the Cardinals can tie them if everything goes their way. That's not why didn't Twitter team. fly the fucking W then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and, and here's the, the other messed up thing. Cause, cause, Where's uh, my goddamn flying the W hat thing? Well, here's the thing: is so the Cubs would lose if they would lose two games like that. You 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 erase a game away from the Cubs, then they're two games back. Cardinals would need to win all their games, and then you'd have the tie. It, you know that's how it would work. But here's the other crazy thing: the season series five to five. So I right. don't even know what you do. So if the you, know, you got to go to like who has the most uh, runs during the series, I guess. No, Nathan says whoever had the better interdivision record. Okay. Within the NL Central. It was the next way that they do it. Um, Start your own the, podcast, Nathan. And then after that, you go to the uh, then you look at the, the AL Central. Well, and it's funny that the Cubs have actually scored five fewer runs than St. Louis. No surprise. Um, here, but um, yeah, I don't know what. See, we're six and four versus Cincy. We're five and five versus Milwaukee. Six and four versus uh, Pittsburgh, and then five and five. So we're only two games above five hundred against the Central. And let's, I'll look up the Cardinals right now too. And, well, like Sean, yeah, not, not that, no matter how you look at it, just win one goddamn game, and all of this math and abacus and calculators goes away. Well, yeah, it, uh, Carly, we've been saying that for fucking like four days now. Just win the goddamn games, and then we don't have to worry about it. But we did today. Hey, we won one. And let's see the uh, yeah, and also the uh, St. Louis Cardinals are also two games above five hundred right now. But if they were to win all the rest of their games they would actually then take the division if that's how they did it. Like if that happened and the Cubs lost the next two, the Cardinals won the next four games, they would actually be the winners of the division because if that is indeed the next tier. So Nate Gentry says, I just say fuck the Cardinals and just beat the Sox one more time. Yeah, I I totally agree. That's I agree. And, And Robert Sanchez said that he was told that there would be no math. Robert, you clearly 
do not understand. We can't do math. You have to do it. Yeah, we and just you have to, to talk explain about it math. to us yeah. in the chat so that we can post it up later. Yep. So uh, what do we got going tomorrow? We got uh, where Bernie said we have BDJ and he's going up against the rookie and uh, like you know hopefully this uh, I mean uh, you know I, I'll I'll be honest with you I I don't like tomorrow's matchup at all uh, you know we we never saw this dude Dunning Dane Dunning before uh, you know BDJ you know he's been looking better but let's face it like this White Sox has seen him a lot and you know I I don't like the matchup I don't I don't like it. But how much did we love the matchup the other day versus Trevor Williams? I mean, that's why you play the games. The matchup maybe not looking good on paper. I, I'm sure that John is going to have a really short leash. Crawley uh, being optimistic. We need yeah. it. We need a. We need a sting for that. We need a little optimistic Crawley to to run across the bottom of the yeah, screen. Not, <laughs> I mean, we, but let's let's be realistic about the situation here. Is that this this is one where you know you just win one game and hopefully you get it done and and. You also there, there's so many ways that this is ha- this can happen. I wish the Cubs would have made it easier. I wish this we would have been spraying champagne on each other tonight virtually, you know. And I wish it would have been that way, and they would have taken care of business versus the Pirates, like we talked about. But now the Cardinals have their back against the wall. So do the Brewers, and so they're going to have to play this. They're going to have to play this one out, and it's not going to be easy. To be fair. Crawley has told me many times he wishes he could spray champagne on me. It's weird. I try to put it out of my mind, but, uh, you know, hey, I wish we could do that too. In the champagne room. Everyone knows in what happens the, in the champagne room. Oh, God. I, if I Crawley it. invites you to the champagne room, just be like, nah, I'm going to the bleachers. And people wonder why I was in jail the other day. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so right, let's see what happens. Like, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I enjoyed watching the game. I got my sisters in town. We had some Chicago-style pizza. I've been in, uh, kind of enjoying our nights. It's last uh, bit of Indian summer that we're getting right now. And uh, it's, it's just, just nice to be with everybody watching some baseball in the backyard. You know One what more I mean? thing, like, you know, I don't dislike the Sox. I think they have a good team. I think they, you know, I just don't like their fans that much. And I, I used to hate their announcing team. Their announcing team is a lot better. But there's oh. still a um, – Danny, you used to work over at NBC Sports Chicago, and, and their Cubs Twitter is okay. You know, I mean, they're no at Cubs, but they're fine. But the at White Sox, the, the, Chicago, the NBC Sports Talk White Sox, are the biggest like they they are so representative of the fan the the fan base of shit talkers and I I have I have some receipts from last time around that I can <laughs> so I'm really hoping the Cubs sweep the shit out of the White Sox I'm 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 just saying it man I'm just it, you, it would oh, be kind of a a little bit of a fun like kind of romp through White Sox fandom to knock them into third place and knock them into, uh, you know, being a, a it, they would have had home field on the, they're not going to get it. You know what I mean? Just like, although, but I can't, I don't really feel that way. I really wish there was two games in Chicago. I, you know I mean? I'd be yeah. lying if I said, I, if I don't want it all in Chicago, you know what I mean? I, I really, um, I really do actually like this, this uh, White Sox team. Um, it's, it's exciting. And, Today, uh, I tweeted out earlier that I accidentally uh, clicked into the White Sox and the White Sox broadcast team. 
I listened to that the whole game. That's what I listened to today, and it was good. Steve Stone is honestly is a national treasure. I love Steve Stone. He is so good at his job. He is obviously he's a Sox announcer now, right? right. But he's really good at his job, and the other guy is all right too. So, Jason Benetti is really good. <laughs> J- Jason Benetti is good. I've been pissing people off on Twitter all night by calling him the other guy. It's Steve Stone and the other guy. Steve Stone is great. The other guy holds up his end of the the Steve, deal. He's not Hawk Harrelson. J- Jason Benetti, um, he's a really fun guy. He's fun to listen to. He does basketball. He's really a talent. I've met him. I've talked to him. He's a really, really great guy. I, I've gotten to hang out and talk to Steve Stone, who, you know, like for all of us growing up as Cub fans, was just like it. It, it the best. felt so comfortable to hear Steve calling the game. Right. It was just a little disconcerting when you know he seemed to pay more attention to the Sox than the Cubs, but he's really good at his job. Like I love Steve Stone and. He was held back so much by Hawk Harrelson for so long. It is so nice that he's got, uh, you know, Jason Benetton, whatever Benetti. his name is. Jason Benetti? <laughs> yeah, Benetton, it's it's the colors of our lives. Jason United Colors of Benetton. But, you know, again, and if you hear Jason's background story, um, overcoming uh, he has cerebral palsy and, and just doing what he does, he just – He's a really inspiring dude. He's a great guy. And the White Sox, I'm really happy that they finally have a decent broadcast to listen to instead of that hack, Hawk Harrelson. Oh, Hawk's terrible. We can all agree on that, right? And uh, hey, oh, if you guys like what you're hearing. Hey, hold on a second. Before we get into that, here we got to bring you on. Levante. Oh, wait, wait, we're bringing him in. Look at him yeah. with the socks. Shit. Yeah. Hey. Nice hat. What's it's up? the one, the one night, man. I love you guys, but it's the one night I gotta ah. talk some shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm only wearing a Cubs bandana tonight. I got an American Giants hat. It's, it, this is a this is a city uh, thing, you know what I mean? Like Cubs socks that you, that used to be special. They would only do the one game a year, you know. And they'd switch it off where it would be the crosstown classic. Remember when we were growing up, Levante? We're about the same age, and like, yeah, I, and it was always in May. Dude, yeah, Jordan but, played in that shit. Yeah, Jordan played in it and stuff. Yeah, but, Jordan but, got to fucking come out and play a little bit of outfield, just have some fun. Like, the games but, used to be fun. Yeah, the only way I ever got to see it was working. Uh, I was an usher for Andy Frame. That's how I got to see most of the games when I was a teenager. I went to De La Salle, so I get out of school. If there's no football or baseball practice, just walk over there, you know, under the Vidak, other side of the freeway, and I'm going to work. Andy Frayne ushers. Levante, we were talking earlier, and you and I were talking on Twitter about the bat flip, the Wilson Contreras bat flip. I thought the White Sox were were all about bat flips. What happened? You guys are totally right. Everybody on Twitter tonight that said it, Mike has said it, uh, you said it. um, Hell, I don't know if Andy or Sarah said it, but everybody said it, and everybody's right. Right, that's hypocritical as hell, man. But that's my socks. That's my socks for you, dude. Same way I get more I get more money for Lost Boys and more love from the Cubs than I do the socks. So that's just my socks, dude. Is that when Tim Anderson, later on, when he got hit, and then uh, Wilson tagged up to second, it looked like him and uh, 
Tim Anderson were having some fun and laughing about it, which is good uh, because it is supposed to be about fun. And, and, you know, trust us for, from this end right here from Cubs fans, we were, as, we've been as frustrated as you all week. Our week has been shit all week. Is handed by the by the double A Pittsburgh Pirates, and then all of a sudden, you know, today we just get to relax and smile and laugh. You guys are still struggling through this. The the yeah. only thing I can say is that at least the Sox got beat by a good team. Yeah, the no Cubs doubt. got beat by a shit team. Yeah, Le- Le- Levante, what's what's going on with them? What's going on with the White Sox right now? How come they lost seven straight and they're like pissing away the division that they were in control of? That's that sock shit for you, man. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, uh, they'll pull it together. You know, next week coming in the next week. I mean, I'm I'm getting on pins and needles now, man, because this is putting us in a, a tight spot with Cleveland and Minnesota. And you know, I was just running around the other day, like yeah, it's, and it's not done. You know, but that's what's beautiful about baseball, right? Like you guys said, it, it's coming down to freaking. Missed innings and you know makeup games and all of this is the man. This is the craziest season for the record book, guys. We got something to tell our grandbabies and our great grandbabies about one day. This is just you know, but hopefully, man, Danny, I'm thinking they'll you know after getting that ass kicked tonight. I think you know one thing about baseball. We can all say when you get embarrassed like that, you tend to bounce back. A little bit better the next time. So, well, that's what um, I, we were talking about tonight. Is that both teams were pissed? They both had a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. And I knew one team was going to take it. And I was hoping it was the take club. it out on the other. But I'm thinking that the Sox are going to come with like just laser focus tomorrow. That's got me nervous. Do you think some of the bad blood from tonight will spill over into the rest of the series? Absolutely, of course. Exactly. <laughs> it ain't Chicago if it don't. I mean, they probably yeah. texting each other tonight talking shit right now, I'm pretty sure. Where, you know? Know, Levante, where do you stand as a White Sox fan? You know, it's funny because uh, somebody asked earlier if uh, Rick Renteria was the Doug Collins of baseball. Uh, you know, it was all, <laughs> it was all the- Oh, my God. I never thought about that, but that is – Ooh, I can see the next manager coming in just taking this team to the top. Right. And, and, and you know, everyone said, no, no, it's Ricky's boys. It's Ricky's boys. And then all of a sudden this week, like, he has just been getting fried for his bullpen management. And I think he, last night he said, you know, he put – was it Carlos Rodon? He put him out there. And he just said, put it on me, blame me. And a lot of people are taking him up on that. Where do you stand as far as rear, Ricky Renteria? Man, Crawley, I really don't know, dude, because it's just like deja vu, right? It's like, you know, what's going to happen with Ricky, man? Is it going to kind of be the same thing? I tell you what, if the Sox bomb out in this postseason early, yeah, I, you know, Rick is probably done. Uh, they'll, they'll come, you know, bring somebody else in and, and, and scoop the team. I have the least clue of who it would be, but. I yeah. was laughing last night. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, they had uh, they have a good uh, post game show too. The White Sox on CNN, CSN with uh, Chuck Garfine, uh, Frank uh, Thomas, and uh, Ozzy Gein. And Ozzy, uh, yes, and uh, I, I, I have to assume that that's a great, that's a great show because I love Ozzy Gein. Frank Thomas and Ozzy Gein seem like the like Laurel and Hardy, like they're perfect together. Dude, I'm hoping, you know what I'm hoping, Cotton? Because, like, Ozzy, like, Coach and I are really, really, Coach and I are really, really cool. 
I'm hoping I walk in his crib one day, right? And Frank is sitting there. It hasn't happened yet. It's usually just Ozzy and the fam. But I'm hoping I walk in and Frank is there. But I was yeah, there. Yeah, they, they asked Ozzy about, they asked Ricky Renteria, why did you put Rodon in there if he hasn't pitched in a while, hasn't come out of the bullpen in X amount of years, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Ricky Renteria said something to the effect of, well, we wanted to see if how he would do in a high pressure situation. And Ozzy said, you know, this ain't instructional league. You're in a pit right. race. It ain't time to see what this or that. It, that yeah. time's over. That time's passed. So, like I said, it's it's kind of interesting for me just because we had Ricky Renteria, and it was a big deal because the Cubs did improve when he was here in 2014, but then the second Joe Madden was available, Theo jumped all over that. Right. Well, well right now, as if the uh, season were to end today, and uh, it, it's not, it's going to end on Sunday, uh, but the the White Sox would play Minnesota. So, I mean, and I don't know how you're feeling about that. They've moved into that kind of uh, first wild card spot, which is pretty much where they'll stay if they can't kind of leapfrog. They got the same record as Cleveland right now. You're, you'll either be, looks like, fourth seed in which you play Toronto or you play Minnesota, who we just saw. Uh, who would you rather play? I'd rather take Toronto, man. It's it's just like it's like sports and, and jinxes and history, man. And we don't have a good history with the twins, with the Indians. You know, it's like, dude, I don't want to see those twins. Yeah, I'd much rather take a shot with, with Toronto. Yeah, you'd yeah. rather go to Buffalo, New York to play yeah. Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, well, here's the thing is, Levante, we, we talked about it, just you and I, about like the White Sox being like a team on the rise. And here's the thing. If they don't do it this year, this core is going to be around for a little bit where like they're they're on the rise, whereas the Cubs, like this is it. Like this is the end of the window. It's this year, next year, and everything's going to change for us because there's not going to be money for it or, uh, you know. But it's, it's interesting. Well, there's not going to be – perceived money for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ain't going to spend money on it is what I'm saying. Well, I, I think we're a year ahead of our schedule, right? Because we were trying to take, uh, you know, I think Kenny and them were trying to take like a, a, a page from you guys' playbook and tank off a couple of those seasons, get rid of the extra baggage and the cost, free up, you know, some space, some money. And so the rebuild, most of us Sox fans really weren't expecting the real breakout season till maybe next year. So we were hoping that they would definitely, you know, an above 500 ball club this year. You know, maybe if they grabbed the wild card, that was good to get it back into the postseason. You know, as long as we kind of came close, I think most Sox fans, and we saw progress out of Eloy and, and uh, you know, some of those newer acquisitions. But then I think bringing in Luis, it just, you know, it just kind of – and some of the other strategic moves they made, it was just – it just all came together much quicker. So I think for the average Sox fan, you know, we're kind of happy right now with what we're seeing. We know, like you said, we got a decent team. It, it may, it's going to be intact for a couple of years, seasons to come. Hopefully, um, they don't screw this up. But yeah, well, you're, I mean, playing, you're, you're playing uh, with house, you're playing with house money. You are, yeah. and the best the best thing that the White Sox ever did was lock Kenny Williams in a closet and let Rick Hahn take over because. Rick Hahn has made some really good moves, some shrewd moves. And he did have the big advantage that you guys had over the Cubs. The Cubs had nothing when Theo came here, nothing in the minors, nothing in the majors. 
the fact that we got anything for what we had was great. You had Chris Sale, you had Adam mm-hmm. who went to the Nationals, you 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 had Jose Quintana, you had major league ready pe- uh, pieces to deal, and I think that helped you. But somebody said it, I can't remember too. Uh, Matt McClure said the Cubs were a year ahead; it goes quick. I'll just tell you, it really does, and God only knows, you know, what's going to happen with the team and health wise and egos and all this stuff. I, you know. Enjoy it while it runs. That's all I can tell you. From oh, yeah, now, Matt, Matt is absolutely right, and and I'm loving both sides of it. Really, it's the it's the most awkwardest thing for me because I'm not a just hardcore slam to the left Sox guy. I always tell people I'm a closet Cubs fan since the '80s. Man, who didn't like Rick Sutcliffe and and Andre Dawson and Sean Dunstan? And then, man, those were the days, man. Just watching yeah. Cubs baseball on Sunday. It was nothing else to do anyway. It was that. Well, fucking westerns, and I hate westerns. So, <laughs> and then and you had to love Harry Carey. You guys were giving Steve Stoner, man. He is dope, and Jason Benetti is is really good youngster, man. And he can handle the other guy. Yeah, Jason Benetti, <laughs> uh, yeah, other guy. But you know, nobody's been like Harry in this town, man. So to see those two guys, I mean, kind of digressing and jumping topic. It, it's just it's great baseball in Chicago right now. I'm really. Glad to see the Cubs kind of coming back strong this year. And, again, yeah, seeing the Sox. Because usually I'm not even watching Sox baseball at this point in the season because <laughs> it's usually over like 30 days ago or more. It's been over. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I 100% agree. Um, the idea that we're listening to, you know, Steve Stone and Jay Spinetti and all these guys, and, and we're watching real games. Like – that's the best part about this is this is the first time the Cubs and the Sox have come together in the final series of the season and they're yeah. real games. Nobody has clinched shit. Like they are like, well, they've both clinched the playoffs, but right. they've, they're both fighting Still for fighting, that top yeah, spot. Yeah. We yeah, were, I know we were, my son was asking me why was I cursing out the TV tonight? And I'm like, he like, they're already in the playoffs. I'm like, yeah, but we want to win the division. Yeah. You want to win it. This is what it's all about. Even before you talk about getting to the World Series, it's about winning the pennant. And then, you know what I'm saying? Getting, yeah. getting, that, getting that, that hardware and bringing it home. So that's the yeah. oh, oh, You're talking about the BP Cup, right? Winning that hardware. Getting <laughs> yeah. the BP Cup. Bring it yeah. back down to the Cubs. The Cubs. See, Levante doesn't even know about the BP Cup. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. It's that dumb cup they bring back and forth between the Cubs and Sox, whoever wins. Nobody cares who wins it. They they give one commercial for it, and, like, the fans don't care. You know, it's like, dude, just, like, it's just one of those. If they would have called it something better than branding it with an oil company. Oh, and they they branded it with the oil company that was responsible for the – the, the oil Gulf spill. of Mexico oil spill the same yeah. year. The same year. <laughs> the same year. They they name it BP Cup and then they get an oil spill like five seconds later. Worst. This is the worst. Like they just failed at it. So, but uh, but, but yeah, you just put it up, uh, Crawley. The 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 uh, comment from Matt about uh, how Levante is the favorite uh, Sox fan. Yeah, uh, Matty. 
Yeah. Well, so uh, let me, I should tell people who you are because you're from Lost Boys Inc. And, uh, you know, we, we did John Baker Day with you where we talked about black baseball in Chicago this year, went through the Negro Leagues, and we talked uh, to Doug Glanville, too. And, uh, hey, look at this. We got uh, Michael's got his shirt. The right, that's the shirt. That's the shirt. Hey, it's a one of a kind, baby. We're because they shut my ass down. <laughs> but, uh, but what we've been doing, Levante does great work with uh, uh, Lost Boys Inc. Teaching kids down on the south side about baseball and about how to be a good citizen too uh, in our society. And uh, I went down there. We had a good barbecue. We had Frank Sarton Day, and we we all played a little baseball. And I got to be an announcer. And dude, you just do such great work with all the kids down there and, and everything. So we, uh, I just want to tell everybody: as long as you're here, you should donate to LostBoysInc.org. Uh, uh, so Levante can keep doing the work with Coach Lee Smith and uh, not the Lee Smith you're thinking, everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a different Lee Smith, but you know um, what? Let's get Coach Lee Smith to hang out with Coach Lee Smith. Uh, that, yeah, that would be awesome. She Has hung out with, uh, with a couple Let's of Patriots this weekend, so she loved that. The weekend that just passed, we did a golf outing, the fundraiser hosted by uh, Athletes for Care. And so we got to hang out with a few NFL formers. And uh, Chris Zorich was there. and uh, Former Bruce Notre Harris Dame and there. Chicago Bears standout. Bruce Heron was there. We, we had some good uh, – you know, it was a good time, man. One of the guys from the Patriots, uh, Marquise uh, Johnson or Jackson, so he was on that championship squad. So Smith is a hardcore Patriots fan. She got to put the hardware on her finger, so she sent oh, me a cool. video. Of oh, man. Yeah, so- I, so everybody, I just wanted to say, you know, check out LostBoysInc.org. They got a great website. You figure out what uh, Levante and the team over there is all about. And uh, yeah, I, I know if you don't know, now you know. So you should uh, check it out. So friend, friend uh, of the show, Dave O'Toole says, Levante, great to listen to you on the show. Thank yeah, you, Dave. Always, always, and hopefully you can come back and uh, and do some more with us. Uh, you know, yeah, we uh, got hey, we got tomorrow, two more games. Two more games. We're all fighting for the division. So, how how are you feeling about tomorrow? You yeah, got, this you is got the rookie on the mound. Uh, what's his name? Dave Dunning. Uh, do you know Dunning. anything about this rookie that you can tell us? Nah, so you can tell the Cubs because they're watching this show. I ain't telling y'all nothing. Nah, but I don't know much about that new kid. I don't know much about Dunning yet, but, you know, I, I think you guys, man, got a lot of momentum, man. Cubs are kind of going back in. You got that offense woke up. So if the Sox don't shake it off tonight and, and come in that thing tomorrow, man, confident and strong, you're going to tear us another one. So Because to me, I, we saw a little bit of their youth tonight, you know, like taking the yeah. eye off the ball, getting a little bit in disarray, like when that stuff happened with the bad flip and then – you know, he made Wilson wear one. It, it, it definitely – and then you had the error, the throwing error right after that. It just felt like there was a little bit of disarray, and that happens oftentimes with a more youthful team. You know what I mean? That you was know, the dopest bat flip I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire <laughs> baseball life, and I'm standing by that. And I actually met Wilson Contreras, I think, maybe like two years ago. We're doing a Hispanic Heritage event uh, when I was with the state treasurer's office. So I got to hang out with him. You know, that day when we when – because we, he was one of our honorees. We gave him uh, an award uh, for the sportsmanship category, his contributions, you know, through sports to the city. So he's a really great guy, man, just nice young guy to hang out with. So 
man, I love to see those young cubbies, man, getting it in. So, you know, Rizzo got a chance to hang out, meet him, a lot of the guys, man. So I really like, I really love this Cub squad. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. And Dude, if you he, see he Will, went upper deck on that backflip. Yeah. Man, that was beautiful. I just don't know who was in charge of the camera there, but that person deserves like a Pulitzer or something because (laughs) that was the perfect angle that they just got. And it was so weird because the way that they filmed it, it looked like the – Danny, can you roll it real quick? Yeah, Yeah, sure. I I got it. It's good. Uh, Let's see. But look at how that thing is taken off on Twitter, Crawley. You're absolutely right. Even (laughs) Pitching Ninja has retweeted. uh, (laughs) He put a quote on there. Like I think he said something like, oops, it slipped. (laughs) <laughs> but it literally, it, it's the way that it's filmed. The ball, the the bat flip is going higher than the ball in the scoreboard from the angle. I, I have right. seen it with uh, with two thousand one a space odyssey music. I thought of it. I thought of it because there's that uh, that it's spinning out of control through space. Right yeah. here, a three run home run. Wilson Contreras sends the bat flying into space. Fun stuff, man. That's, That's amazing. Well, now he's got a bruise in the middle of his spine. So what are you going to do? He, he 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 earned that bruise. I'll tell you that much. But, <laughs> but uh, well, we're we're running at about an hour right now. I think this is our longest post game show of all time. You know, but hey, well, we had to go extra innings when Levante showed up. Yeah, exactly. We went. Yeah, actually, thank you for we letting went. me in today, guys. Yep. I, I knew I was a little risky coming in, but I'm like, hey, let's have some fun with it tonight. Yeah. You know, well, Levante, I'm going to tell you in all honesty. The 83 White Sox jerseys and the 84 Cubs jerseys are my favorite. Yes, yes. no doubt. Yeah, no, the, the, no doubt. And the, that, that 83 White Sox winning ugly. That was a. That's right when I moved. To, <laughs> right, right when I moved to Chicago, they were the, they were the team, and then they lost to the Orioles, I believe. And they yeah. went with the that was uh, Ripken's rookie. Cal, yeah, yeah, Cal Ripken was. Yeah, he was unstoppable then. Yeah, and so like, you know, those were both fun teams, and like, I I remember everybody telling me when we moved to we moved here from Virginia when in like 1982, and everybody said, "Oh, the baseball in Chicago, it's terrible. The Sox stink, and the Cubs stink." '83, you get the Sox. '84, you get the Cubs. I'm like, what are these people talking about? You know, it, it's and hey, here we are back with two good teams, and I I I, I know it'd be it's it's a it's a long shot, but I would love to see a Cubs Sox World Series. How much fun would that be? For the city. I think God has got it. I think God has got it in the making, fellas. I think <laughs> we're seeing the beginnings of it. Again, to me, this is in some weird ass way the best baseball year. I, you know, besides you guys getting the hardware and us getting it back in '05, this is fantastic. When we ended the season like this, where we're both contenders and then we're playing each other to end the season, and then you know, all new friends were kind of coming together. And I like Danny's idea. Just let's use this moment, Chicago, to bring this fucking city together, man. Yeah. This is a great time. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're playing each other. We want to get in the series together. And somebody got to win. Somebody got to lose. But, man, this is a great freaking moment for Chicago. And we need to seize it. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Let's get it. But here's how I want it to end. Because I, I need the Cubs to win the Quintana trade. So what happens is Quintana's on the mound in the bottom of the ninth. I'm just going to keep saying it until it happens. Quintana's on the mound in the bottom of the ninth that he strikes out Eloy Jimenez and Cease takes the loss. 
Cubs win the trade. <laughs> all, 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 go, all is, uh, all is forgiven on the north side. So and uh, get what, back to it. What is, what is your version of that, Levante? Do you have an idea? Yeah, have you envisioned this? Not Who's the way the... Danny putting it down. Not the way Danny <laughs> put it down. I, I got to have it, man. It's You'll have to come back tomorrow and, and, and tell us. Tell yeah. us your yeah, uh, yeah, he's got he's got ceased down for a complete game shutout and uh, Eloy hitting a grand slam. Oh god damn Roberts hitting that grand slam. I take that one from him too. Or creeping <laughs> one from Jose Abreu. Either way. <laughs> Luis <laughs> Robert won for the World Series, but the one happens to be the one, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Ricky is replaced by a, a by a fired from the Angels, Joe Madden. Yeah, no doubt. Why not? Why not? Yeah, He's, baseball. Why not? Why yeah. Not? So, all right. Well, let's let's call. It, I've, I got a fun. Uh, I, I did upload my uh, my tribute to Hawk Harrelson, uh, dumb Hawk Harrelson. <laughs> that is my least favorite announcer, pretty much of all time. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna end it here with a spagog, and hopefully we see you tomorrow, <laughs> Levante, and uh, you know, in, in a can of corn from uh, Dumb Hawk Harrelson. Here we go, spagog, spagog. spagog. Calling White Sox games on the south side of town But now he won't come to Wrigley Field Cause Hawk hates the Cubs It's just a can of corn Can't stand Joe West or Bud League. Bashing the umpires Hawk's such a homer Hate when he says you can put it on the board Yes Oh my He's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson Dumb Hawk Harrelson, Dumb Hawk Harrelson, he's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson. Oh my, he's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson. No one likes Hawk Harrelson. I'd really hate my life if I was Steve Stone. He must want to rip off his ears when Hawk says stretch and yells he gone. Oh my, he's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson. Dumb Hawk Harrelson, Dumb Hawk Harrelson, he's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson. Oh my, he's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson. Oh no, no, he was safe. No, and another blow call by Hernandez. No, this rule is BS. That's what it is. Pure, simple BS. Says Dagnum, and when it's not a homer, calls a broken bat, single a mat, I'm out of cola. Sit back, relax, and strap the down. He'll say it's the same damn thing every single damn day. I think the hawk is so annoying. Shouting mercy, you gotta be bleeping me. Big cat, no contact, and cat of corn. Criticizing umpires, hawk doesn't like the call. He hates the north side and he'll come to Wrigley. Hawk's not welcome in the friendly confines. Stay down south with your stupid phrases. In the broadcast booth is where the hawk wants to die. It's not dumb baseball. Harrison, it's Harrison, just not baseball. He's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson. Oh, my. He's just a dumb Hawk Harrelson.
Jefferson. That is that is a flat out absolute disgrace to the umpiring profession. What this guy has been doing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? 
In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.